before we go ahead, I'd like us to bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you because your word will settle in our hearts and you will take charge of every word that will be spoken from this pulpit and your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, I've prayed. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the topic for today is parenting Gen Z's. That is the topic for today. And first of all, I'm going to ask who are the Gen Z's? Who are the Gen Z's? In this hall, we have seated about five generations. We have the baby boomers. We have um, the, gen the silent generation who were born between 1925 and 1945. Sorry, yes, then we have the baby boomers who were born between 1946 and 1964. They are between the ages of 59 to 77 years. We have the Generation X who are born between 1965 and 1980, between the age of three and eight years. We have the Millennials who are born between 1981 and 1996, 27 to 42 years. And we have the Gen Zs who are born between 1997 and 2012. They are between the ages of 11 to 26 years. We also have the Alphas. Those are 10 years and below. And I'd like to say that most of the generations we have in this service. So my charge is to talk to everybody. Before I go on, I'd like to say a very big thank you, Pastor. I do not take it for granted. I have never done this before. <laughs> Maybe on the professional level, yes, but not on the spiritual level. I'm shivering <laughs> and my legs are shaking because I know I'm talking to a lot of intellectuals. And I'd like to say very thank, a big thank you to you, Pastor, for giving me this opportunity. So as I prepared, the Lord said I should speak to the children, but they are not here. I don't see them here. But the most important thing, I see the teenagers though, and they are still children. Even though they believe that they are not children, they are teenagers. They believe that they are teenagers and not children. But what I would like to tell you is that Gen Z is only a statistics. Gen Z is only a statistics. It's not who you are. You are first of all a child of God. We have a lot of things being said about Gen Z's. You are the first generation, the generation that is the digital generation. The generation where we think everything has gone bad. The generation where promiscuity has taken over. The generation where children don't listen to their parents. The generation where it looks as if everything has gone wrong. But I'd like to say to you today, you are the children of God. Gen Z is only a statistics. And before I talk to the parents, I want to tell you five major truths that you need to take with you today. The first truth, because when we ask you what is going through your mind, you say, oh, the adults don't understand us. They don't know who we are. They force too much. They talk too much. They nag too much. They do everything too much. We're doing this because we love you. 
We're doing this because you are a gift from God. And when everything is said and done, the Lord is going to ask us, how did you handle the talent that I gave to you? So forget all the braggado, forget all the shouting. We're doing it because we are afraid. We've gone through it. We don't want you to go through it. Some of the things you go through today, children, teenagers, even some 20 and above year old, some of the things you, have gone, you are going through right now, we've been there. We've seen it all, we've done it all. And because it burnt us, it because we wish someone taught us very well, that is why we're giving all the force and trying to make you better people. So I'm leaving with you five things today. First of all, I'd like you to know that a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refuses to listen to correction. That's Proverbs 13 verse 1. I want you to know that God loves you. You are very precious to him. God wants you to seek him. He wants you to know him. God created you for a purpose. And he wants you to understand what that purpose is. God, he wants you to seek him and to know him as his, the Alpha and the Omega. So you have to seek him first. Everything you want to be is within God. Everything you aspire is, be, is within God. Outside of God, there is nothing else. God wants you to know that he wants your attention. He wants you to know that when you call, he will listen. He wants you to know that you are precious to him. That's why Jesus said, let the children come. He wants you to come so that he can fill you with himself and make you who he has called you to be. Praise God. I want you to know that God has already sent you help. He sent you spiritual help. He sent you physical help. Spiritual help in the form of the Holy Spirit and physical help in the form of every adult that is in your life. So that is why you have to honor your father and mother. Your father and mother are not just your biological parents. They are every adult in your life that stands in the position of father and mother. Honor them so that you will live long in the land that the Lord has given to us. Praise God. And finally, the Lord wants you to know that Gen Z is just a generational period. It is just a generational period. You are children of God and the statistics does not define you. What defines you is the God that your parents have introduced you to, the God you know for yourselves. The question now is, how well do you know this God? How well do you understand who God is in your life? I pray for you today that in the name of Jesus, that you will know God. You will have a revelation of who God is. And that God, that revelation will shape in your lives it will shape in who you are. It will make you stand out and be bold. People of this world that do not know Jesus, they come out and they do things and they are not apologetic about it. You will know the God you serve in such a way that you will never be apologetic about loving Jesus. You will stand bold in podiums. You will stand bold on national TV, international TV, and you will declare the name of the Lord in the land of the living. So will it be concerning you in the mighty name of Jesus.
praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I come to the major work. Parenting. Parenting Gen Z's. And when I started to prepare, the Holy Spirit asked me a question. The Holy Spirit asked me, do you even understand what you want to talk about? And the professional part of me said, yes, so I'm going to talk about the characteristics of Gen Z's. I'm going to talk about what is important to them, what we need to do as parents, you know. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, that is not my charge to you. That is not what I want you to talk about. The Holy Spirit said to me, and I quote, the message is not about parenting Gen Z or any other generation for that matter. He said, the message is about God's idea of parenting through all generations. Gen Z is inclusive. So the message I bring to you today is for us to understand the idea of God's parenting. God's parenting is not about just providing the best schools, taking them on holidays, telling them, oh yeah, come, let's do devotion, whether it's heartfelt or not. God's parenting, God's idea of parenting is not just for us to just make sure that they do, okay, just do good and be well until you leave my house so that it's not about morals. God's parenting, idea of parenting is way, way, way bigger than that. The idea of God's parenting is about bringing the child to God and connecting them to their prophetic destiny. Bringing the child, every child in your hand, biological or not, we have foster children, we have adopted children, we have children that by one reason or the other have come into your lives, your house helps, your driver's children, the, your neighbor's child that comes and they have a connection with you. Parenting is about helping them to understand and bringing them to God, connecting them to their prophetic destiny. It's about raising men and women, men and women of faith, men and women of influence, men and women of power. Parenting is a gift. Pastor has said it today, even the children have said it. Parenting is a gift. Parenting is a ministry. Parenting is a calling. Parenting is an assignment. Parenting is responsibility. And most importantly, parenting is hard work. It is hard work. You cannot parent a child if you are not ready to parent a child. Parenting a child is not just waking up in the morning, getting them ready. It is hard work. And as I began to look at it, I started looking at the word. And I'd like us to open to, I want us to talk about responsibility. I'd like us to open to Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. It says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Key words there. I knew. Everybody say knew. Everybody say no. There's a knowing. He said, before you were, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you. So the first thing 
is for us to understand that there's a knowing. If you do not know, then you cannot build. If you do not know the child that is in your hands, that the Lord has put in your hands, then you cannot build. How do we know? Knowing is understanding God's original plan for the child. The ordination of every child is different. Even if you have twins, their life is different. What their purpose in life is different. God has called each and every child onto a different purpose. So how do we know? You cannot know if you do not ask. And how do you ask? You cannot ask if you do not pray. You know, I said parenting is hard work. You have to pray into the knowing of the child. You cannot just know a child. You cannot just bring up a child without knowing what that child is meant to do in this world. Parenting is a calling. You have to talk to their maker. We are just guardians. He just gave them to us, just like I said. They are, they are talents, and he will ask us, these two, these three, these four, these five that I gave to you, what did you do with them? But did you know them well enough to help them into the right perspective and directive for their lives? You have to tarry in the place of prayer. And when I talk about prayer, I want to shake a little table here. Men, prayer is not just for the wives. It's not just for mothers. You are the head of the families. You are the priest in the family. You have left praying to the mothers. That is not the way the Lord wants it to be. You are to present your family to God. The children of Israel, the men, the heads of the household will present their families. You are to present your family to God. How would you know whether this child is supposed to be a doctor or a musician? Whether this child is supposed to be a preacher? If you do not present them. So you need to pray. Men, our men, please pray. Wake up in the night. Parenting is hard work. You will wake up at night and you will pray. You will bring out the children. You will list them and you will present them to God. And you will say, God, I need to know what is your plan for this child. If you do not know the plan of God for a child, you cannot help that child. You cannot take them to the place of purpose. The Bible says the fervent prayer of the righteous. He didn't say the fervent prayer of women. No. He said the righteous. We are all righteous. Men and women. Male and female. Ye, he created them. So it is the time for our fathers to arise and pray. Raise up the altar and pray for the children. Praise the Lord. Still on Jeremiah 1.5. It says I formed you. The second word is formed. Everybody, please say formed. Please say formed. Okay. When we're talking about forming, we're talking about building the child. We're talking about nurturing the child. You cannot nurture what you do not know. We have, we have put that. That one is a fact. So you have to know this child. You have to know. Some, some people don't even know the names of their teachers. Some people don't even know what their interests are. Before I go now, I'll give you a quick example. I thought I knew my son. He wanted to be a neurosurgeon from the age of nine, thereabouts. I even call him ah, Dr. Salu, reporting for duty. He'll say, yes, sir, yes, ma, you know. Then I went to meet an, an elderly friend, and she said to me, is this God's plan for this child? 
I said, I don't know. He said he wants to be a neurosurgeon. My own is just to support his dream. She said, ask him to pray. You, you are the mother, pray. So I started to pray. And then the Holy Spirit said, send him for a holiday job in a hospital. So we did that. And after the end of the holiday, I spoke with my husband and said, okay, we did that. He said, mommy, I don't want to be a doctor. He said, mommy, I hate biology. I hate the sight of blood. They were just bringing emergencies and emergencies. And when they told me to enter the scan room, it was horrible. I don't want it. That's not what I want to be. So I said, okay. So we started all over again. We now said, I said, you two, open your mouth and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? So I started to pray. I said, God, open his eyes. Open my eyes. Don't let me, you know, at first I was a bit down because I felt, ah, you're a doctor, you know. <laughs> you know, you're a surgeon. We even listened to Ben Carson. We read Ben Carson together. And then he came and said, Mom, I think I've gotten it. I want to be an engineer. And we started talking. So if we didn't make that prayer, he would have made the same mistake I did. I wasted years because I wanted to be an economist. I did not know what economics was, though. just because my uncle was an economist and he was doing well, Professor Samalugo, everybody knew him. So I said, this is what I want to be. I wasted years trying to be an economist. I passed my jam, passed everything. I failed economics. That should have told me. But I said, I'll go and write it again. I wrote it again. But to God be the glory, the Lord, after I gave my life to Christ, he channeled me into the right profession for my life. Praise God. So knowing, we're talking about knowing. Knowing is understanding, nurturing. And this is where the Holy Spirit started to deal with me. The Holy Spirit said, follow your generation, generation X. You are the problem of generation Z. I said, okay. He said, because you lost it. You lost the original idea of parenting. You lost it because your generation allowed the devil to infiltrate your lives with so many unnecessary responsibilities. And then when these responsibilities came, well, some of them are not unnecessary. They are necessary, but you became lazy. You became a lazy generation. Generation X, I'm talking to us. We are the mothers of, and fathers of Generation Z. So we're complaining, Gen Z is this, Gen Z is that. Where is the place of the forming? Where is the place of the nurturing? What are we nurturing? What are we passing on from generation to generation? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood and they said, we will not bow. So I began to ask, why didn't they bow? It's because there was a passing of knowledge of who God is from generation to generation. Some of these things, they didn't see it, but they heard it. What are we passing on? What is our influence on Generation Z? What is our influence? So I charge us today. Some of us, they watch our lifestyles. What are we doing? What we do is what they pick up. Gen Zs, they smell fake from 1,000 kilometers. If you are a fake, they know. So if you are a hypocrite, they know. So what are we passing on? We have lost it. So we need to take them back. We are the problems. 
we need to take them back to God. We need to show them who God is. Praise the Lord. We need to impress upon our children the name of the God, of our God. Call them to the place of prayer. Put them in the right path so that they do not deviate from that path. Talk to them. We need to talk to this generation. Sit them down. Tell them testimonies. Testimonies of what God has done in your life as a child of God. Help them to see where is the power, where is the influence, where is the faith. We need to pass on the faith. The Jesus that the generation before us taught us. Grandparents are the ones talking to our children. We need to get back to the place where we begin to talk to our children. Praise God. And as I round up, I have a statistic that shows that more Gen Zs are becoming either atheists or agnostic. Agnostic means they really don't think that this world is just science, you know. And the only way, they said one out of every 20 Gen Z is becoming an atheist. The only way we can bring them back is by sharing the God that we know. Let's go back to the place of devotion. Let's go back to the place of sharing. The best times I had was during the lockdown where we shared the word with my children. We talked about it a lot and I believe that has formed part of their lifestyle right now. Praise God. And as I close, there's an appointment for each child. There's a destination that each child is going. I want, us, I want to leave us with this, that children are talents in our hands. The Lord will ask us. He's going to ask us what we did to them. What we did with the child that he gave. Did we nurture? Did we groom? And did we bring this child back to him? He's going to ask us, what did you do with the Gen Z that I put into your hands? Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I just want us to quickly say a word of prayer. I want us to begin to ask God that God, wherever it is that I have lost it in the life of my child, wherever it is that I have not opened myself up to show me how to, how, for how this child will know, know you, wherever it is that I've dropped the book, Father, please open my eyes. Open my eyes. Show me who this child is. Open my eyes to how I would do it better. How I will parent better. If I have it, then the child will not go out and do the wrong things. Father, Lord, help us, Lord. Help us. Help us to understand what we're supposed to do as parents. Help us to pass this knowledge on from generation to generation. The knowledge of you, the knowledge of knowing you, the knowledge of serving you, and the knowledge that you are God and God alone. Father, Lord, we ask you to help us. We thank you because your word says, while we are yet asking, there's already a performance. Thank you, Lord, because there's a performance. We give you glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen. Church, come on, put your hands together for Minister Folas Salu. She is the minister in charge of the youth church. God bless you, Minister Fola, for that wonderful message. You may be seated.